saying? I'm sorry about that earlier. Lord have mercy. So, we're going to go over Top Chef. I want to like about it, what I didn't like about it. This is, uh, I think, this is Top Chef Season 16. And Top Chef is, of course, with uh, Padma Lakshmi and Tom Caliclio. And you have 15 contestants. So, normally in Top Chef, what I, what I used to like a Top Chef is you have, you had, the first show is normally a skills competition where you have people who can chop whatever the quickest or do whatever the do whatever the fastest. This time they didn't do that. They split 15 people up into five different teams. And they said to the people that you have two minutes to prepare utilizing knives or whatever. But after two minutes, you can no longer use a knife and you have to continue. And you have 20 minutes to finish your dish without using any kind of knife or anything like that. So um, we will get to all the all the people there. My favorite people there is uh, Eric um, Adjipong. He's actually from, maybe, he, maybe because he's from DC, but he's not an actual chef. Well, he's a chef, but he doesn't work in a restaurant. He does a lot of catering, which is some close to my heart. I love catering. And he's also a nutri health and nutrition professional. But his primary food uh, cu cu cuisine, cuisine is uh, South African, which is interesting. And I have a uh, sleeper favorite, which is um, Kelsey Bernard-Clark. And she is from Alabama. And her food, she reminds me of a Paula Deen. She had a southern kind of cooking and is really rich in flavors. And if you know that this is a flavor, this is a flavor uh, competition, not a healthy competition. So uh, she doesn't have to worry about the amount of calories laid in each meal. So she's one of my favorites. Um, so the first quick fire was two minutes to prep, 20 minutes to cook. One team tried to cook a rabbit and the chef that was part of that team, his name is David Vienna. And David Vienna, I'm going to mention him because I thought he was going to be the first one to be uh, to be let loose because as they were cooking, you had one guy who I really like too. He says he does a lot of butchering. So he was he was able to kind of break down a rabbit pretty quickly. And as they were cooking the rabbit, David Vienna actually put a lid on top of the rabbit. And the other chef was like, listen, you're going to overcook it. He said, no, no, what I'm doing. So they presented it. And I have to say this season, let me backtrack a little bit. This season, I think, has some of the strongest chefs I've seen. Normally, it's like five or six strong chefs and then nine kind of, you know, whatever. And But this, you have 15 really strong chefs because they, they got together. There wasn't a bunch of arguing. There wasn't a bunch of egos. They, they cooked some really nice dishes. And you can see the surprise on Tom Caliclio's face. Like, wow, I hope the rest of the season is as good as this quick fire. But that being said, David Viana put the lid on top of the rabbit and it did overcook. So his their dish wasn't as favorite, but they all said that these were five of really, really, really good dishes. Um, so you had, oh, Brian Young also was on that team and he was the one that told David Viana to put the uh, lid on the dish. My favorite contest out of all of them is uh, Nini uh, Nugent, I think I'm saying her name correctly. She's uh, Vietnamese, 
And I like her because she just has a certain uh, charisma. She's like, you know, I'm here to show what I can do. Um, I tell you another surprise is uh, Brandon Rosen. Brandon Rose is a personal chef from California. And normally when you have a personal chef and the person tends to be uh, arrogant, normally that person's the first to go because he's trying to overcompensate because he doesn't work in a restaurant like the other chefs. But this guy is solid on point. Everything he says is totally correct. Even though he's arrogant about it, you can't fault him because he's correct. He's like, listen, I'm going to take charge of this team. This is what we're going to do. And their addition to quick fire almost won it almost placed it was really really good so this guy he, he surprised me now on the quick fire um the winner was a team that was going to utilize a beat and steak kind of combination but because they weren't able to cut the steak in time utilizing the knife they totally ditched the steak and used a poached egg with the beet dish. And that's the dish that won. And they actually said that the poached egg probably worked better. And that, that team was with Justin Sutherland, who was another one of my favorites. He had the great line of the show where he says, "Top this Top Chef kitchen is huge. I don't know if I'm shape. I am I'm 20% uh, pot, 60% alcohol. And the rest <laughs> just out of shape, which was kind of a funny line for me anyway. So um, the three teams, the five teams that were together during the quick fire, they went right into the competition. And the competition, they had to cook against each other, meaning you cook whatever you wanted to cook for 200 people at a, for a Kentucky Derby party. And the winner of each team would compete for the winner of the competition. The second place person would just show their safe and the last place person on each team out of those five, they would pick who would go home. So that's how the competition was. And of course they went to go start cooking. Adrian Wright. Um, she was also on a team with Brandon Rosen and uh, Nini Nugent, Nugent, sorry, Nugent. Uh, she was going to cook a stuffed pasta and Brandon told her, said, listen, you don't have enough time to do this. I've wrote a lot of pasta. You don't have enough time. She said, I'm going to not, I'm not going to listen to you. I know what I'm doing. And of course, what happened, she had to, she had to, with 30 minutes to go, she realized that she didn't have enough time. So she cut the pasta up, made a fettuccine out of it. So she, so she basically served a fettuccine dish, which you know was going to win. But she was hoping it was good enough so that she, so that she wouldn't go home. Uh, Brandon, uh, Rosen, he ended up cooking up polenta with, uh, some kind of protein on top of it. He did pretty well. Um, he didn't win. He, he placed the person who won in his group was my, was my, was my favorite Nini. And she had cooked a, um, uh, it was a lot of beets because it's Kentucky. So it was some kind of beet dish or something or something like that. I, I forget, but she, she ended up winning on her team, which was good. So. Um, Tom Caliglio, Padma, and they had a couple other judges there. Uh, Kelsey Bernard Clark, my sleeper person, the Alabama slash Paula Dean. She actually cooked a, she prepared, I should say, a deviled egg. But because the deviled egg had all the flavors of, of this and that and that and this, she, she won in her group 
and almost well, I think she won. I hope, hope I'm getting that right. No, she did win in her group. Um, my guy who I thought was going to leave, David Viana, he was going to cook a enoshi. Noshi, am I saying that right? Noshi, noshi. Inyoki? No, inyoki, inyoki. I'm not a chef, so please forgive me. Inyoki. But he forgot the flour at Whole Foods. So when he got back to his station, he said, I have to do a plan B. And he ended up making a soup. But because of all the things he's going to put in the inyoki, he put in the soup, it added a lot of different flavors and textures. It really blew the chefs away. They were like, this is so different and unique. He won in his group. So you have, um, but the overall winner was Natalie Moransky. Now, she has an interesting story because she hasn't cooked for over 10 months. She's, she left the chef trade to spend time with her mom because her mom had Parkinson's. So she immediately went from be, basically being home for 10 months to right to top chef. And she cooked a fettuccine dish. Well, she cooked a pasta dish that tasted like uh, it was evidently from what the chef said, it was very uh, comfort food because it tasted like chicken and, chicken and dumplings. So whatever, whatever flavor she had on there, she blew them away because uh, she, she ended up winning. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to, as I'm, she, she ended up winning the, the, the entire competition. So, uh, so uh, let's see. It's not over. Um, she didn't win the entire competition. And so we'll go from here. Okay. The loser. The loser was, I thought it was a pretty good chef. Her name was like Caitlin uh, Steininger. And I thought she had, I thought she was going to win because she was cooking something. She normally, she normally prepared in her restaurant a whole lot where, I don't know the dish. The dish didn't sound that appealing, but I figured maybe I don't have the palate for it. But she was cooking a tomato cobbler with um, homemade biscuits on top. But she was trying to make the biscuits crispy enough to resist the uh, the juice from the tomato cobbler underneath. And her station, which what they gave her to cook with, wasn't hot enough. So her biscuits didn't get a crisp on the outside. So they ended up sucking up the juice. So, so basically she had a side. Uh, a soggy biscuit on top of a tomato cobbler, cobbler, and the soggy biscuit pretty much what did her in. So she, so they, so they, so Top Chef does have a last chance kitchen. I have no idea who she's gonna go up against the first week because it's the first week she's the first chef. But we'll see. For those of you who don't know, Last Chance Kitchen is a place where if you lose, you go there, and if you continually win every week, you get back into the competition. Um, a little while later. So, uh, Caitlin Steininger, she was the one to lose with a soggy biscuit. Natalie Moransky won. And, but oh, my overall impression was you have some really top, sh really good chefs who are excellent at what they do, like top flight. Um, also, uh, I think uh, Michelle, Michelle Minori did really well also with some dish. I, I forgot what she had. So, the uh, I think I went over my top chefs. Um, Justin Sutherland, I really like too. And so we'll see. Uh, also, uh, Sarah Bradley is also, she's from Kentucky. She's, she's she's the only one from Kentucky. And she knows Kelsey Bernard Clark. So they, they're kind of like teaming up to say, you know, we're going to, you know, get other, these other chefs out of here is kind of what the conversation was. Um, I'd I like to see that explored, explored a little more.
So my top pick to be on the top five is Kelsey Bernard Clark, Eric Ajapong, uh, Nini Nguyen, only because I'm picking Nini, Nini for top five is that whenever you can cook Asian food, because Asian has so many flavors of spice and citrus and sweet at the same time with different textures. It, I think if you can cook Asian food, you tend to have an advantage than if you're cooking just regular, um, you know, regular dishes. So I always pick the Asian, the Asian cuisine as being a top five. And I'd say Brandon Rosen. I think Brandon Rosen will, will be a top five and uh, Justin Sutherland. So that's kind of like my picture right now. So we'll see what happens. And uh, top shot.